everybody, welcome to the conversation on the book of Mark. We are on week 11. Week 12. 12. No, it is 11. 11. Oh, I'm so confused. Really? Week 11. Chapter. It's, week, it's week 12. It is week 12. He's right. We don't know where we're at. It's so confusing. Rich isn't here. I know. I can't sit here. It is a Okay. So this is going to be the worst podcast. No. We're going to do what the worst. Have one of us just get up and leave. All right. Like if I would choose, all right, the degree of worstness is it? Uh, so the next level of worst would be one of Gregor I leaving because you're. I'm, I touched that. I could just, just carry this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> but the bottom worst is if I had to just listen to myself alone oh. in a quiet little solitary depression room talking about work. Fine, do it. <laughs> I've said it before. I'm not a fan of podcasts when it's just somebody on their own. I don't. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't really. I I don't listen much to any that are like that. I don't think I do either. If there's a reason, there's a terrible. Yeah. My husband and I, Mike and I, have talked about like um, every once in a while we're like we should just like have a radio station and play good music, but like one of those you know cheap basement radio stations. I can. Yeah, but then I was like, we would have a really, if you know, if we're the right zone, it'd be funny. We're funny. <laughs> we think we're funny. Oh, so like, let's just have a playlist. Like, yeah, it, we DJ it. We'd be the, we'd be the. <laughs> I'm like, honey, I think it, it, we could be really funny if we tried. You did. Every two songs, there's a an alarm goes off in your house, so somebody has to run and introduce <laughs> the next two songs. <laughs> I do think so. Like DJing on rate. I don't. Does radio still exist? There are radio stations, right? Yeah. So I've been for a decade since I turned on the radio. I listened to the radio this morning. Do you think there will be such a boomer? I have a really car, and my Spotify doesn't connect anymore. I don't know what's happening. Nothing is My car, my VCR is flashing eight 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 eight. Nothing is working. I don't have CDs in the car, and I can't exact. Bad. I uh. So, I don't know if I actually don't know if my car has a CD. Does it have a CD player? I doubt it. Mine got it in the dash. Maybe it's in the glove box. I have no idea. In the glove box? I really like No, 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 no. But there, I think, I feel like you know, there might be a slot in there. I, I have no idea. There's, there's never been a CD. But I wonder if it's coming where there won't even be radio receivers on a car. No. That's, that's like, uh, that'll always be there for a safety thing. That's, man, oh. It'll have, instead of what it'll have is it'll, um, what is SpaceX's, it'll have a Starlink. There you go. Well, like my van has, I have uh, a AT&T mobile modem in there. Really? Is that it? It's a hotspot. Is that a subscription you have to pay all the time? I don't currently have it active, but I can. I can actually eat it. At Christmas time, you have to do the light shows. You got to be able to, you know, dial in. Set. <laughs> Wait, wouldn't it be better if everyone just go to their, you could just create a website that people open on their phone. That would be cool. And yeah, I like that. Do you want to, you want to have your Trans-Siberian Orchestra work choreographed light show? Yeah, I need to have it. At Christmas time, I got to find 
something warm. I could drive in my warm car and I missed it. Capri, Did I miss it? I didn't no. go to see lights this year. Is it too late? To... I think it's, oh, yeah. I think it's too late. It's uh, winter. It's starting to melt a little bit. I know. Try not to be an optimist. See, that's why. That's why I don't. That's why I'm never excited. People are like, "Oh, it's spring." Oh, that just means my Easter egg hunt is going to be what? And <laughs> so what day? Is it's Saturday. It's Saturday the first, April first. It's going to be a money, money Easter hunt. Yeah, I need those extra seven days. Yeah, dry something out. And our place of grass is actually heated by yeah well, that's unfair yeah. we don't know that i think have heated grass no we don't but you know what i found a park guy that is really excited to partner with us so i was celebrating with great before you got here i told them that yesterday after i had this conversation i was like i am amazing <laughs> play. things went well so that's exciting that's great i uh we partnering with the twins are so great yeah, to partner with on stuff, and uh, and they, the twins have a bunch of official rules of like use of their spaces and stuff. And one of them is that they want to, they don't allow anybody to use that green space on game days. But just have enough relationship with them, they're just like you'll probably be out in time. We have an afternoon game, which that is mind bending. Is that baseball? Baseball starts in a week. Here. Wow. Baseball starts here in a week. Perfect. But they have heated grass, so it's fine. The grass will be great. This is the time that I want to go, because if I sit in those stands and it's like you're high up and the sun's just beating on you, that I that's a miserable baseball game for me. The year is a man who's hot water to melt the snow out of the out of the stands. Because right now the, the seats are full of snow. Oh, well, are they metal seats? That'd be cool. They're plastic, but they're but in the shade, there's still snow packed in between. Well, all right, maybe I'll if I. It'd be so great if you walk to your seat and you go. I'm gonna have to brush that out first. They <laughs> <laughs> could just do a, a shovel day. That's what they do in Wisconsin. They have to uh, shovel out the Packers Stadium. Everybody shows they up. Do? That's a thing. They don't. People, people volunteer. People line up to volunteer to shovel the snow out of the stands. That is funny. Yeah, the, uh, the Packers have a scene. They don't have a cleaning crew for that stadium. They have it's churches and nonprofits. That wow. They they pay. They bid. Yeah. To get a game, they get to clean it. The, they pay to come and clean it. Okay. The other end of it, and me and we lived in in Lubbock, Texas. The Texas Tech football team. A friend of mine was a youth pastor, and he, really big church, but they would they would do the stadium clean after football games, and at 12.30 in the morning is when they got fined for not being dumb, and so there were just a few times where I would get a phone call at like 10.45, 11 o'clock. He's like, Scott, I'm not going to make it if you got anybody. Send anybody my way. But they got paid like $15,000 a time to do it. Wow. But terrible you know i think like cleaning really deep cleaning a three-bedroom house is a pretty daunting project if it's a really if it's really a mess i don't know if it, can you can you wrap your head I, yeah okay. That's right. i have a moment right now where i'm like and, mm. and, so, and there's cleaning from when like when you're an empty nester she's coming for you 
uh, cleaning cleaning the house is different when you don't have kids at home. Yeah. I don't know. I might be a kid. It might be mine. It might be my fault. But like a stadium is like if you had the worst rager ever and hadn't had a cleanup afterwards. And then it's probably 60 times 60,000. Man, that sounds, that does not sound like my favorite. But I love to, and I would always answer that phone call because I'm like, I love to listen to the voice of raging stress. Please, help me. Sorry, I only went twice. He definitely called me about six times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so great when you show up. He's like, man, I'm so glad you came. How many people did you bring? And like, it's me. Yeah, you guys are way behind. That's just tough. <laughs> <laughs> just sit there and act oh, man. So oh, that's what I don't know why that that feels that that does something. It like is an endorphin thing in me. <laughs> that shouldn't be right. <laughs> <laughs> so to sit be, in the stands, eating your popcorn, watching them try to clean. Yeah, that feels. That's cool. why I also like like I like to go to the mall. Um, for this Saturday before Christmas. Oh, and just why I don't need to get anything, but just to go and just to casually with a smile on my face and no stress. <laughs> yeah. It sounds terrible. <laughs> why that? That probably shouldn't be so enjoyable. It sounds kind of funny. <laughs> That's why I like to hang out with you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh, that's funny. That's why I sound impatient, is because inside I'm always. I'm going to rest to the... And and then the best remedy for somebody who's wound tight in that is somebody who just is, like, enjoying the bee. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Are you trying to pick that up? Sorry about that. (laughs) That's funny. Well, Mark... You would think if the post. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> I think, like, Mark as a whole, again, it's, it's walking us in the process of knowing Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the part of that process is seeing people walking with people as they have wrong perspective, wrong understanding, wrong. Because uh, I'm try- I've been trying to wrap my head around, maybe you guys can help me process this, but like if somebody has perception that they have really good relationship with you, but they don't get a lot of things about you, like what is that giant to relationship? What does that say about relationship? And so if, you know, somebody like with you, Rachel, would be like, oh, we're so great friends and, you know, it's so great that Rachel, like she and I, we in both just don't care about, we don't have any stress or pull towards kids. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm trying to think what would be a good example of that. But like, like in that moment, I, I don't know, what does that do to a relationship when somebody feels very close to you and is missing it? Yeah, it's confusing. I feel like I have a couple of relationships like that. <laughs> like, I think that the other person, no. <laughs> Oh, where or play? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, how do you get the most? Just like, 
that what i meant l oh but like where it is really confusing because i'm like how why do you feel connected to me when i feel that's not connected to you and i and it sounds so mean but i don't really like i'm like the chemistry you know it's like a relationship you're like i don't necessarily feel like the chemistry's here but you seem to feel like the chemistry's here and death that that's confusing yeah, I think some of it can be seen also when you bump into somebody that you haven't seen or you spend some time with somebody that you haven't seen in a while, like yeah. decade plus. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes I have a bunch of people that I can just, I don't know, you just sit down and it's, or you just, you don't spend all your time reminiscing to the past. Yeah. There's some of that, but you just kind of pick up where you left yeah. off. Yeah. And then there are some people that you're just like, good to see. <laughs> and and it's I don't know if it's because with some people there's like any assumption that like time stopped the moment that you yeah. saw them and that you're I'm not, I'm not really sure if that's actually the reality but I don't, I don't know what is the difference between somebody that you can pick up with quickly and somebody that it's doesn't work Our there's chemistry no, like there's I don't there's people who have, yeah. I think, I don't know, other than like my parents, I don't know if I would say anybody's that time stop type of friend. I would feel, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying time stopped is like a good thing. I'm saying like if somebody, they bump into you and they assume that you're still exactly who you were when you were 18. You don't know. I thought you meant like, yeah, like just went back to um, just like things were. Well, I think going back to the way things were can be weird too. Sure, yeah, picking up where you left off is relational, but not necessarily. I don't. I, maybe there's a couple different things that it can be happening than that. I often feel like people I haven't seen in a long time make the assumption that I am the same person I was. Yeah, a decade ago. Yeah, that's the point, and that that like really grates on me. Yeah, or they make assumptions about things that they think that I think or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're just like, I don't know, why am I here? Yeah. I really don't like assumptions being made about me at all. Right. You know? <laughs> no. But, yes, it. Yes, it. Stop. but like, I... Like, every now I'm screen that I'm pushing a button. All right, your assumptions are accurate. <laughs> But like, like I think we've talked about this, like not being put in a box and not wanting people to assume that a you can't change or that everything is always the same. Um, I don't really like that. I feel like I have a tendency to assume that somebody has an assumption about me. I try my hardest to prove them wrong, even even nice smacking. Yeah, <laughs> I think I did that too yesterday. Yeah, the whole time, and then like I'll find myself arguing about something with them, and then I go, I actually doubt that. It's not actually what I think, but I feel like I have to push back. <laughs> <laughs> this is our relationship. <laughs> I don't talk to you with everybody. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> I think yeah, perpetual opposing opinions. Look, it's something in me that just wants to argue with the other side. Yeah. Even when it's wrong. Even when it's wrong. And I love it. <laughs> yeah, but the difference all the way outside of Mark stuff is that that's 
you know, sticking up. It's kind of a tone of sticking, both of you, and sticking up for the marginalized. And it just, mm -hmm. you know, it's fun for me again to sit back in the face of stress. <laughs> I think it's good, but it is like, it's like, I feel like we've had stressful moments in those moments where I am. Yeah, I know. Well, I feel it. That's why I'm like those relationships. It's all like chemistry. It's like that's. I'm so emotional. I think that's how I so feel. Close. I've had more than one person in the last few years say, "Tell me, essentially, like I don't know what you're ever actually, what you ever actually think." Mm -hmm. I just my tendency is to, oh, you think that? Well, let me show you the other perspective. <laughs> yeah. And I was. No, well, I think, and I. I don't know about chemistry. I mean, I think it's a it's a thing, but I think that uh, like being a logical person to connect with does not guarantee anything, and vice versa. You go to somebody who is so radically different, or could, you know, temperament, personality, whatever. It's just not just different, but like looks like it would just really get yeah. out of each other. It doesn't mean that relationship or even in enjoyable whatever relationship does happen and where there can be incredible chemistry great potential i think that can really break down quickly yeah dude agreed it has to be deeper than that yeah i love it when you you said that when people don't get you or make assumptions uh like it drives you nuts or what rich you said run away I mean, that's a word I say sometimes. <laughs> but Mark uh, chapter 11 is, again, it's really this, the before Jesus' arrest, which we're coming to, is like there's a, like a crescendo, a big build that's happening of like, well, it's interesting that it, I think I think like the turning point where it really starts to really build is when uh, he says to the disciples, all right, I'm going to his first prediction of his crucifixion, and Peter scolds him, and Peter proves that he just, again, doesn't get it, and then it just like, it is now taking a, like a rocket, that uh, now to chapter 11 where it's like the ultimate of cultural, individual, religious authorities, the average Joe, the insiders, the outsiders, everybody is proving, oh yeah, they all have very clear assumptions of who Jesus is, and yeah, pretty much they're all wrong. <laughs> all don't get it. Yeah. yeah. And I think it, it's, to me, I think it's really important to uh, to see and feel this and also realize that this isn't a picture of the, you know, the next chapter all of a sudden God comes down and burns all the people, you know, lightning strikes, whatever. Like the, the crescendo of people not getting leads to the moment where Jesus lives out his ultimate sacrifice for humanity. Mm -hmm. And so for me to process that is that in a moment when I think, and you know, I want relationship with God, if I want to have a relationship, I want to deserve anything from Jesus, I got to get this all figured out. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the picture in Mark, the picture of the Gospels, is that when it should be the most clearest, the most clearest, the most clear, that's um, actually, uh, and when it's not, that's when Jesus, is, his response is, is self-sacrifice, relationship, care, hope, so. 
Which is remarkable because, again, my response, maybe all of our response to somebody that has these bad assumptions is to, yeah, rage, anger, disappointment. And to self-blame, too. I, I don't, I'm pretty good at thinking that the reason people don't get me is because something about I must have portrayed that wrong. I usually think it's because they're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I always love it when we do this because of you and I always end up on such opposite. So, I mean, not in that. Do you don't think they're dumb? If someone just has a substance in the open, maybe not. Maybe I do think they're dumb. Maybe we're the same. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's actually. Rachel, I mean to tell you that. Maybe you're actually really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I made an assumption about sure you're not going. No, what I meant is you and dumb. <laughs> you're all dumb. Oh. Yeah. And so then, like, the thing about one of the early questions that we ask is how can you evaluate relationship with Jesus in a healthy way? Or how do you measure it in a poor way? And really quickly, I can feel in me, in like church culture, to go evaluate healthy relationship is I know a bunch of Jesus stuff and I try to do a bunch of Jesus stuff and I sin rarely. He's really good. Yeah. And uh, the thing about relationship, it is that it's not stationary, it's not an on off switch relationship with process. And so to evaluate healthy relationship is to be in this process and maybe there are some times where you are completely oblivious and are missing the mark and uh that is not a moment when not maybe definitely there we go that's good we're always always just peeking through uh, we have just a pinpoint view of something that is a horizon sized and uh that's not having that limited perspective and sometimes being wrong doesn't mean that we're outside a relationship with jesus which is like culture breaking. Yeah. I think we talked about this a little bit um, a few times where like, you know, when you read these things are what our perspective is, is, oh, I missed it. I don't get it. I'm obviously just going straight to hell and it's all wrong. And it's like, well, you read these stories and you read Mark and you read the gospels, you see like, it's not nearly as fragile as we tend to think it is or, um, or like, I know like in sometimes in my growing up experience like people felt like they had to go and you know ask jesus into their heart like in a weekly basis like every week we're going up there and praying and asking you know recommitting our lives and it's like there is some recommitments that happens but it, it's also not gonna just break yeah over simple yeah. but not simple if they misunderstand if what is compelling recommitment is the again assumption that God doesn't like you, and you're probably going to hell. Mm -hmm. I better recommit. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, I need to recommit because this is this is what I do. Because I didn't get it, I, and I, I'm I, not going to get it tomorrow, yeah. and I'm just going to try again. Yep. I'm trying. Yeah. And so, again, that's like having, making a, um, if you live in that insecurity in relationship with a person where you have to, like, every day you're calling them and just going, I'm sorry that you hated me. I'm going to be a good friend from now on. And the other person is going, I don't know what happened. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, there is the impact on the relationship. But for the person who walks in that degree of insecurity, yeah, um, at that the long-term effect of feeling like as soon as I take one step of life 
relationship has exploded. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had it all together, and now I don't. That's also a declaration that I, I don't. I didn't have any false perceptions or assumptions. And now I took one step, and now I'm outside of that. Well, that's gonna wreck you mm-hmm. and uh, make you a hard friend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and so that again, when we think about again this, there's a parable that's lived down in the middle of this story of chapter eleven. Jesus walks up to the fig tree that's it should be full of fruit, and it's not. Uh, he speaks um, the curse on the tree. Uh, later they come back and they see that it's dead to the root. The disciples are amazed at it. But Jesus walks into the temple, and uh, again, the temple should be this to be a connecting place with God. It's supposed to be a meeting place with God. It's supposed to be the conduit to a relationship and connection with God, and it wasn't. wasn't there wasn't free to. There's a lot of fruit in, in gospel writing and New Testament writing that very, there's a lot of. Jesus uses that as an illustrator about being the vine. I'm the vine, and God is, and you are the branches. Remain in the vine, and you'll bear much fruit. And so here's this below where they're disconnected from God, and they're not being fruitful. But the, the, the thing about Jesus does call it into question, but there is this opportunity. So, all right, is, is the, the temple, are these people, are you going to be dry to the root, or is this going to be a wake-up call to where you're going to be fruitful? And uh, it isn't necessarily, it's not a moment. I mean, we, as you continue on in the narrative in the story, you know, it, it, this isn't a declaration that all people are going to be dead to the root. This is an opportunity to go, to take a step forward in relationship and be fruitful. And so, yeah, we're going to, again, it's, it can feel like a question that's out of right field or whatever, but, you know, how should a person's relationship with Jesus impact the people surrounding you, surrounding them? Is, uh, again, the assumption is I've got to know everything about Jesus and have everything figured out and be perfect and never sin and all that stuff. But, you know, we should, and Jesus is going, I'm actually not very concerned about a lot of these minutia, but you're not caring for people, not being fearful. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, that again is like really organized religion cross whatever has been really good throughout all of history of picking its thing and being really weird about either demanding that you don't or demanding that you do a thing. And uh, in Christianity, there can be things like, again, we, men should wear slacks, not jeans. That's our thing. Whatever. I'm trying to, I don't know what the, but, and I think, again, that you could have a moment where you walk in and you go, ah, oh, everybody's wearing the right clothes. And it's, does not care person. Yeah. It's interesting because we'll, we, so God is looking for the fruit of somebody's life. That's the, that's the measure of faith, connection with him, definitely good relationship with God, right? And oftentimes in the church, we go, well, let's figure out what those things are and just artificially produce them. So a lot, yeah. Uh, a man that's, has good relationship or people that have good relationship with God, but they don't go to rated R movies. So. That's our fruit. And I, I like, I can see how people can get there, right? Yeah. Like, and be like, 
this is what God wants. It, it's biblical. I feel like it's what God's motivating us to. So let's just just force people to do those things, definitely, uh, rather than them actually being like a authentic expression of faith. Mm -hmm. Like it's so much different when somebody goes. I don't believe in our movie because my pastor told me I'm not allowed to read by a person on the rail. Versus like, I'd personally just, that's not something I want to consume. Yeah. Yeah. Like those are very different. And I think I'm yeah. abuse them very differently. I agree. I and, it, it is, and it's the same in loving our neighbors. Yep. I'm, when you, like when the behind the scenes is, is you show up to your neighbor and you go, what do you need? I, th I was told that I was supposed to come over here. <laughs> hey, oh, and that's always fun. I'm glad you're here. Um, and as opposed to being compelled. Yeah. And uh, it feels so messy. It's, I feel like, because I've been thinking about it like this, especially the scene of flipping the tables. And like when I'm studying, it talks a lot about there being unfaithfulness and unfruitfulness. And like, what what is that unfaithfulness? And like looking back when we've talked about the covenant in the Old Testament and that me called to be a blessing to all nations and that being what they're called to and that that leading to fruit and then we talked like you and i well all three of us have talked about like obligation this week just in different conversations and it's like there is some obligation that sometimes moves us in the right direction even yeah. though there's like i've i've thought a lot about motivation in just my own journey and it's like what you know like if my motivation is wrong but I'm doing what is right on the outside. Like, how do I, how do I get my heart in the right place? You know, how do yeah. I, like, I don't think we stop doing what we're supposed to be doing, but our heart motivation has to change. So it's like, just feels like it's such a messy journey. That oh, is never sure. just this, like, you know, there's no obligation and we just only move out of our, you know, out of like what's growing out of our hearts and the fruitfulness, but then you know what I mean? Like there's almost never singular motivation right. for anything either. Yeah. Which yeah. Makes it hard yeah. Like, yeah. Makes this the right is in the wrong. Yeah. The which is same time. probably what's uh, happening in the temple. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing it probably for the right. start. There's some good reasons and there's some bad reasons. Yes. And it might have started really good and yeah. gone into something yeah. not so good. And that's the complexity. Yeah. And that, I mean, that is such an important, like to be able to sit in that complexity and bring that over into our own lives. Because if you ever have a relationship with somebody who says, yeah, I'm not going to do obligation anymore. Yeah. Well, nice knowing you. <laughs> right. Because, yeah, I mean, that, yeah. that's, you know, I'm only going to do the things that are uplifting to me. Or I got all these. Yeah. Uh, those things can be uh, hard with a relationship as a friend, as a spouse, as a parent. But also in relationship with God, if you just go, I don't know, I'm only going to serve others. I'm only going to try to understand scripture. I'm only going to try to build my relationship with Jesus when I feel like compelled or drawn. Yeah. And that like, well, yeah. I hope you enjoyed to this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the same time too, there isn't a just being guilted obligation doesn't work. And, um, so in the midst of this, like Jesus walks into the temple and goes, this is broken. And uh, he does, he flips the tables and gives hard condemnation. And, uh, but it, it wasn't over. 
that's such an important part of the narrative. And and as we look forward just around the corner is where Jesus, again, he's, he's paying his ultimate sacrifice, not because they all got it and everything was figured out, Yeah, but in the midst of them not getting it, not having it all figured out. And that's the point. Welcome yeah. to getting to know Jesus is keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. That's it. I mean, any relationship only ends when both parties give up. Mm. Right. And so the, the good news is that God is clearly not giving up. So mm. that's what choice. Yeah. I think we talked about, this is like Palm Sunday and they talk about that entry in the beginning of the chapter. And we talked about like, why do we celebrate such a strange thing? But that is the celebration. Yeah. They didn't get it. And Jesus still loved them. He still did it. He yeah. still, their relationship wasn't over. It was, it wasn't over. And yeah. it's like, that's what we celebrate. Talk about entering in humility. Wasn't so much him riding on a donkey. It's him cheering, all the people cheering for the wrong reasons mm -hmm. and not slating them. Yeah. That's humility. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Glad I'm not smite. Smelt. 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 I don't know. <laughs> All right. On that note, just smelt you later. <laughs> <laughs> you got some